Hello, this is the Landscape Ontario podcast. I am Scott Barber. Today we are talking about the Canadian Landscape Standard. This was a document created in partnership between the Canadian Society of Landscape Architects and the Canadian Nursery Landscape Association. It is designed to be the single authoritative resource for landscape construction projects across the country. To discuss why the CLS is important, I'm joined by Christine Stenhouse-Levat. Christine is a landscape designer based in Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. She's been involved with the CNLA for many years, including as a past president. She's part of the steering committee for the CLS, and she's going to talk about why it's a document that should be on every landscape professional's desk or computer across the country. And we're also going to talk about the uh, second edition, What's New, uh, and that's coming out in March 2020, so this month. Hope you enjoy it. It's coming up next. The Landscape Ontario podcast is sponsored by Dynascape Software. LO members save 15% on Dynascape products, software upgrades, and online training. Visit dynascape.com for details. All right, Christine, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, your experience and, and some of your roles at uh, the Canadian Nursery Landscape Association? Sure. So, uh I'm a landscape contractor, uh, design-build contractor mostly here in Cape Breton. So I'm part of a family business. My brother David Stenhouse and I run this company uh, that my parents started. Um, been in the industry for banging on 30 years. Not to date yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so uh, I... Uh, I um, am a certified landscape designer and a certified landscape manager, and uh, I have a BBA, and I'm also a lead uh, green associate. And for the CNLA, my God, the list is long. I started at Landscape Nova Scotia, and uh, so went through the ranks there, and uh, I'm a CNLA past president, and I'm the current chair of the Canadian Landscape Standards CSLA-CNLA Joint Committee. Um, and that was started in uh, September of 2014. And uh, also incoming chair for the Canadian Nursery Landscape Association's Government Relations Committee. And I also sit on the HVCRT Climate Change and Environment Working Group. So, yeah, that's just what a, I do. Just a few hats. Just a few, like. yeah. Just a few. <laughs> and, and sometimes the, the host of the, uh, the National Awards, as I, as I know well. Oh, my gosh. A couple years ago uh, out in, oh, well, in the Maritimes. Out in, well, maybe it's not Maritimes. Out in New Brunswick, anyways. Yes, that's funny. It, they usually roll Harold Dean and I out to uh, host these awards. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's all good. Well, today we, you know, we're going to talk about the Canadian Landscape Standard, as you as you mentioned, and maybe you could tell us a little bit about uh, what it is and 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 why it was uh, why it was developed a few years ago. Sure. So, what it is, it's basically an industry tool. It sets the national guidelines and best practices for all the major aspects of the landscape horticulture industry. So pretty much covers the value chain. So everything from landscape designers, landscape architects, landscape contractors, maintenance firms, you know, right into retail garden centers, uh, the growers, uh, and all the, um, the hardscape. And so basically all the aspects of landscape horticulture from design through to implementation and maintenance. 
Mm-hmm. So everything, the whole the whole kit caboodle. Um, and, and can you tell us a little bit about how it was developed? It sounds like it's it's pretty comprehensive. Um, what was that process like? You know, it actually it's a really great story. So the original we adapted from the British Columbia landscape standard, which I believe was started sometime in the 80s. So when that uh, BC landscape standard was in its eighth edition, which was 2012, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, the Canadian Society of Landscape Architects and the Canadian Nursery Landscape Association approached uh, the BC SLA and the BC LNA uh, to ask if we could potentially take the BC landscape standard uh, nationally. And uh, so after several meetings and uh, you know discussing. The best way to do this, uh, we signed an MOU with them in 2015. Mm-hmm. So the two British Columbia associations and the two national associations uh, all signed, and uh, we operate under that MOU uh, today. Mm-hmm. So a definite collaborative effort. Uh, so the Canadian Society of Landscape Architects and the Canadian Nursery Landscape Association came together in a joint committee. And we populated that committee with representatives from Basically, across the country, um, we represent four regions, basically. So British Columbia, the Western Canada, Central Canada, and Atlantic Canada. And this year, in this second edition review, uh, we had input from the Northwest Territories Association of Landscape Architects. Very cool. I know. I know. And it's pretty neat that uh, the the architect, uh, the... Uh, Society of Landscape Architects and the Nursery and Landscape Association, Canadian Nursery and Landscape Association, were able to work together um, to to make this happen. That's a that's a pretty cool element of it as well. Do you know what it really is? And working with the Canadian Society of Landscape Architects and in particular uh, Michelle Legault, who's the executive director, has just been just an amazing experience. Um, and I we just work so well together. And, you know, as a committee, in, in order to get this standard out on the ground, I mean, we recruit from across the country, you know, industry volunteers, um, subject matter experts, uh, allied associations, you know, everybody comes together to do the content review and the verification. So basically, you know, if you wanted to boil it down to its simplest terms, you have, you know, the landscape architects and the landscape designers who are designing and, and specking and pulling together these tender packages across the country. And then, uh, you know, and then you have uh, the CNLA, uh, their members, you know, building and maintaining and, you know, growing all this amazing product and selling it to the consumers. And so it's it's a real connection of the value chain, like right across the, the nursery, the landscape horticulture industry. So, yeah, it, it's, it was, we're very, very grateful for the relationship, and uh, it, it's it's good. It's good. So how do you how do you find um, you know how do you bring together all the different um, you know subject matter experts? Uh, you know, w- was it a, a a committee that was sort of out recruiting, looking for people? How did that uh, that process transpire? Well, there's there's two there's two amazing paths for for this recruitment and this engagement. Engagement is probably a better idea because this is, um, you know, this is a labor of love. It really is. You know, people are so passionate about what they do and, uh, you know, so willing to share. So so the two two pathways, first of all, the the CSLA and the CNLA are both 
kind of a federation model. So we have provincial, um, the CSLA calls theirs uh, components, and ours are called provincial associations. So through that network, you know, we have people on the ground in all these regions that we can draw from. And then the second thing is we have the most amazing uh, contractor who oversees the production of the Canadian Landscape Standard, uh, the first edition and the second edition. And uh, that gal's name is Sally Harvey and her team, and she's based in Ontario and a very active member of Landscape Ontario. So between these two amazing forces, uh, we managed to get this done. Yeah, it's, it was quite a quite an undertaking. So I guess it started uh, in 2014-ish that I, the, the, this this plan, um, I guess this idea came out. And then when when was it uh, when was it finally the first and the, the and then I guess the second edition? When were they published? So we hit the ground uh, with the first publication of the national standard, uh, March 2016. And then we spent pretty much all of 2019, you know, review, reviewing, revising, editing. Uh, we've, we've actually, the second edition is going to look a lot different from the first edition. Um, but yeah, so we spent 2019 doing the review for the second edition, and we will launch in a few weeks. Uh, the end of April, the first week of March is our, is our uh, goal for launching. Fantastic. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what's going to be different about this next edition? Yeah, so there's there's quite a few things. How much time do you have? No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> so first of all, the biggest change to this standard is that we've gone to a, a subscription model. So, you know, originally we started and we produced it in 2016, and then we were going to, you know, let it live for two or three years, and then we were going to, you know, in the last year of that particular edition, then we were going to review it. But it is a huge piece of business. And not only that, it it doesn't allow us to be nimble and flexible. So the subscription model, the way it goes, is we, like as soon as this second standard is launched, this committee will dive right back into what we know needs improvement. Like it cannot be done all at once. It's a, it's a living document. And in order to be a living document, it has to it has to go out under a subscription model. We have to be able to, like, hey, this needs changing, or a member called and said, you know, you might want to update this. Uh, so, in order to be engaging and flexible and nimble and living, uh, this is how it has to go. So, as revisions, amendments, uh, additions are generated out of the committee. Um, they will go right out to the subscription holders. Like it's it's going to be much much better because this industry is just changing uh, so quickly. You know, with innovation and research and development and product and so sure. so yeah. Sure. So does that mean? How does that mean? Is it a is it a printed um, you know book? Is it a is it a digital copy that can be updated? How does that work when you say a subscription model? We actually have two versions. So we have a digital model. Uh, available, and we also have a hard copy, which is in the form of a binder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so people have a choice, and uh, our members, all the members of the uh, CSLA and the CNLA, will receive a digital uh, subscription as a member benefit, mm-hmm. and that's going to be including students. So that's new for this year. We're pretty excited about that. No. Why should you know a member of the CSLA or the CNLA? Why should they you know you know look into this and and you know why, how can it help their 
their uh, them in their careers and their businesses. Well, you know the the mandate, the vision, the, you know the the goal of the Landscape Standard Committee was to have a copy of this standard on the on the desk of every landscape professional across the country, no matter where they sat in the value chain. Because at the end of the day, you cannot or you should not operate your business without a set of best practices, you know, on your desk. So this is why we're also including the students in the subscription model as a member benefit. So if a student is a member of their provincial association, whether they're taking a landscape architecture degree or they're taking a landscape horticulture diploma, they need to understand from the get-go that there is a national set of standards, you know, best practices available to them. And so it kind of grows up with them and it becomes ingrained so that down the road in their careers, whether they're running a business or working for a municipality or they have their own firm, then they this is ingrained, you know, this is ingrained in their education and in their business processes and everything that they do through the day. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure. Now, what, what about municipalities and, and, and governments? Is, is this something, has there been, um, what's their reception been like in terms of, you know, when a municipality, for example, might be, um, you know, tendering and so forth? Is this something that, uh, is a goal of, of the CNLA and the CSLA to get it in the hands of, you know, people that uh, make those kind of th- kinds of decisions? You know, it really is. And uh, people who have used the standard, you know, within municipalities or within government, um, it doesn't take them very long to realize and understand the benefit and, and how it can work for them. You know, this standard, this second edition standard is all about landscape performance because, you know, really, when you think about it, Scott, it's the landscape industry's time. Like, we, we're dealing with climate change on a, on a global scale. And, you know, people are looking to natural solutions and built uh, landscape solutions to address things like, you know, our temperature issues, our air quality, our water quality, um, you know, our standard of living, our well-being, our, our mental health, our physical health. So really, it is this this industry's time to shine. Like we are, we have to step up with the product and service that really contributes to the overall health of of, of the planet and the people that live on the planet. So at the end, so you know, when you take it back to its very basic um, principle, if a landscape doesn't perform, if it doesn't grow and, you know, if your trees don't get bigger and your grass, you know, on your lawn doesn't live, um, then it's not doing anything for us. It's not working. So, you know, a a living landscape and a healthy landscape is a performing landscape. So it's almost like all all these issues, uh, you know, and all the problem-solving abilities sort of concentrated on the plant, you know. So, Best stand, the best practices and standards are, are so important right now. So, again, with the, with the new format and the new content that we put into the standard, we are, you know, beginning to really address and really position ourselves in how our product and service, uh, you know, can help adapt landscapes, can mitigate climate change issues, you know, can help provide resilient landscapes. And uh, so all these principles from the Canadian Landscape um, 
from the Canadian Nursery Landscape Association and from the Canadian Society of Landscape Architects, all all the political positions and the positions on climate change, all are kind of focusing uh, in on this standard, and so we're supporting um, the positions of both associations. So I can tell you a little bit about what's new, if you like. Please do. Yeah, I'd love to hear. So we uh, we reorganized the table of contents. So we put it into a logical order of operations. We combined some sections and uh, we added uh, a critical task list, which really will help people see the order of operations and in, in when you're planning a landscape project from beginning to end and wherever you would fall in in that uh, in that order. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked a little bit about how we went out to allied associations and, you know, went to the experts and got their input on it. So the Interlocking Concrete Paver Institute um, was really helpful on the hardscape standards. So we got an awful lot of input from them. Um, We also pulled in as an appendix the, um, the National Voluntary Code of Conduct for Ornamental Horticulture Industry. So that's a collaboration that was done at a federal level and addresses uh, invasive species. Mm-hmm. Um, Landscape Ontario uh, produced this amazing um, document called the Ontario Landscape Tree Planting Guide. So we've referenced that. Uh, we have offered up some snow and ice operations risk management guidelines mm-hmm. for people who do snow and ice in the winter. Uh, we consulted with the Northwest Territories Associations on cold climate factors. And we've introduced the um, basic principles of landscape commissioning. So we're we're very excited about the new additions. We've also put in a, a page on our position on climate change. And, uh, yeah, and there's a new font, which is beautiful, and new <laughs> colors and a new cover. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, a couple of those topics we actually did, uh, we recently did podcast uh, uh, episodes on in terms of the some of the snow and ice um some of the snow and ice uh, risk uh, management stuff that we that we did recently, and then also uh, had Darby on for the uh, Ontario Tree Guide. So that's uh, that's yeah. a neat connection there. And for any listeners uh, that want to check that out, uh, yeah, we have a couple episodes uh, that uh, that touch on those things. Yeah, I've spoken to Darby, but I've never met her. And one of these days, we're going to have lunch the next time it uh, it, it uh, lines up for us. Fantastic. Actually, she was here at the LO office uh, today uh, for the grounds management uh, um, lecture series. So okay. that's funny. And you, of course, I don't think we mentioned it before, are out on uh, on the East Coast. Uh, and I, maybe you did mention it when you were talking about your business. But uh, for our listeners, there you go. So we're uh, we're on the line here, uh, two different parts of the country. But I guess that's fitting because this document, this uh, this standard, really was a or is a. Uh, a national effort. Um, it's amazing how many how many uh, passionate people put their time and, and expertise into uh, to making it to come to fruition. You know what, and, and it's so true, and it's funny because we in the original edition we had listed everybody um, that had contributed, and so in this edition uh, the committee got together and said, you know, there are so many people. <laughs> like you, like you, there's no way you're not going to miss somebody. You know, so we. We wrote, actually, Mike Mills from um, the BCL, BCLNA wrote a, a beautiful uh, acknowledgement piece that we put in, just generally, just thanking everybody. I mean, it was, it's just a, been an amazing, um, and it, it's just a privilege to work on it, truly, and meet everybody and get everybody's perspective. So 
Why, why, yeah. why has it been important to you? Um, obviously, a lot of time, um, you put in a lot of time, just like many others have as well. What is it uh, that uh, that made you interested in, in being a part of it? Do you know, I, um, I just grew up in this industry, and my mother's side, my mother's German, and so her people go back, I think it's three or four generations of growing, like nursery growing. And um, then I grew up in a, in a household where my, my grandfather was one of the original founders of the Atlantic Association of Landscape Trades. And then my father was president. And so, I don't know, it's just one of those things that I just assumed I would always do. And you know what? I enjoy it. I just love these people. It, it's been great. It's it's just, and you know, re- let's look at it from a, like a self-serving point of view. I mean, really... And I always tell people who are, you know, they get asked if they want to work on a committee or serve on a board. And I say, look, you will never, you can go to all the universities in the world, but there's nothing quite like being involved in a collective of like-minded people. Like, I have a whole network. We all do. Like, if I have a question, I can reach out to somebody in B.C., I can reach out to somebody in Ontario, and I do all the time. Um, So for business, you know, particularly, we're in Cape Breton. Like, we are at the end of the earth. We're small you know, um, we don't have a huge population, so it, it's been it's been good. I continually encourage people to join and and participate. So, mm-hmm. and as a last thing, wh- where can where can people find uh, where can, how can people get the, the the standard? Well, in about two weeks, because right now the portal you can't buy anything off the portal because we're obviously transitioning. But if you go to www.csla dash aapc dot ca forward slash standard um, that is where the the central portal for purchasing is perfect and that should be uh, with, with mid mid march do you think did you mention when roughly you think that might be i'm going to say the first week of march that should be good to go Perfect. Well, I'll put a, make sure to put a link in uh, the description here, the podcast description for people to make it easy. I hope they do go check it out and that uh, they can get some value from it because there's some there's such great stuff there. And uh, yeah, as you said, it's been a labor of love of uh, so many different experts from across the country. And uh, it sounds like the second edition has just added some, some really great stuff as well. So thank you so much yeah. for taking the time to talk about what it's all about and to, to share some of your experiences. And uh, yeah, like I said, hope people go check it out. Great. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate the, appreciate the, the time. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Landscape Ontario podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, we hope you'll subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to get new episodes every month. And if you have an idea for the show, please email me at scott at landscapeontario.com. Thanks for listening.